Total Skin Nerds is brought to you by SkinFix. We're clean, clinically active, and on a mission to deliver healthy skin. Welcome to Total Skin Nerds. I'm Amy Gordonier, founder of SkinFix. Total Skin Nerds is where I get to nerd out with some of the world's foremost experts in skin. We deep dive into issues related to skin disease, skincare ingredients, diet and lifestyle modifications to support skin health, and even spiritual practices and their skin benefits. It's season two, episode 10 of the podcast, our season finale. For this episode, I'm delighted to speak with Tanya Papanikolov the visionary founder and CEO of Rainbow, a certified B Corporation born and bred in Canada. Rainbow takes sustainably cultivated medicinal mushrooms like reishi, cordyceps, and lion's mane and turns them into potent tinctures for the body and mind. An array of skin issues and health concerns, including digestive imbalances, led Tanya on a journey to explore Eastern and Western therapeutic systems from meditation and yoga to food and nutrition. Her path to healing connected Tanya to her own Eastern European heritage and family traditions of using herbs, flowers, and mushrooms as medicine. Before we dive in, I want to take a moment to thank everyone for listening to the podcast. The SkinFix team and I would love to hear more from you. Please take a moment to leave us a review and let us know what you'd like to hear more of. We would really appreciate it. Stay tuned, skin nerds. This is going to be an exhilarating and eye-opening conversation. Tanya, welcome to the Total Skin Nerds podcast. We're so excited to have another Canadian yes. female entrepreneur. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. This is always uh, one of the best parts. I feel like you can maybe agree, but it's like you get to chat with people and go deep and it's just like some of the best parts of my day. So I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. It is the best part of being an entrepreneur is to have this opportunity, as you say, to talk to, in my case, experts in their field who are doing some really cool things in the wellness space and to just really learn a bit more about um, what you're doing. So mm -hmm. Tanya has a company called Rainbow, which I'm obsessed with, and I'm <laughs> holding up the product now for anyone who's watching on video. So my daughter found 1111, which is her sort of multi-mushroom tincture, at a little shop in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia called Fiends and started taking it and swore, like not only did her skin look great and she felt great, but swore that it was help, helping to keep her healthy. And it was during COVID and all, we were starting to open up and everything was going around. And I started to take it and I travel a lot and I catch everything. And I legitimately, knock wood, haven't caught anything this winter. And I credit it to... 1111. And I also spike it with some extra lion's mane mm. and we'll talk about all these wonderful things and what they're all for. So tell us a little bit about Tanya, how did you become so interested in fungi and mushrooms and specifically the healing power of ingestible mushrooms? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. And I'm so um, it's like it's so cool that your daughter found it and and it's at a witch store which is fitting for us <laughs> and me and my daughter it's fitting for <laughs> all of us um and you know that just kind of takes me back to like just 
the ancient uses and the more traditional uses of these herbal medicines and the way that our ancestors, my ancestors from Eastern Europe, I come from a lineage. I recently learned like two years ago that I come from a lineage of um, healers on my dad's side and like medicine women who would go into the mountains of, of Macedonia and gather flowers and herbs um, and get wow. contracted by Germans to um, go into these areas. And they had such, such deep knowledge of herbs and uh, mushrooms and flowers. And I was just like, you know what? It's so cool the way that some of these things run in our blood, I feel. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, to bring it back to how I found mushrooms. And it's really like, I can never really tell the story without kind of going back to my healing journey and my curiosities ultimately with my body and why, uh, you know, just feeling comfortable, feeling well. And as somebody who's dealt with a lot of kind of chronic conditions from when I was a teenager, that really directed my interest um, from high school into science and nutrition and food. So that was kind of like my starting point and the beginning of this whole journey for me, which has been just so layered and mm -hmm. like little pieces added on as I've gone through a different stage, a different age, um, and just kind of like building and layering on different tools and knowledge. So for me, it really, yeah, it started back when I was um, like as young as 15, 16, 17, um, and started to progress from there. So I would say, you know, fungi specifically, I was introduced to in 2011 and talking about the way that, you know, wisdom and knowledge can kind of like hit you and land in you in mm -hmm. certain ways. I feel like it's a resonance of truth when you hear something and it's beyond reason. You just kind of like know something is is true in your in your blood and in your bones and body. And mm -hmm. so there's been a lot of, of those kind of interesting moments and just like listening to those and um, letting my curiosities kind of like guide me into learning more as I've gone down those paths and had that experience, those experiences. But in 2011 was really the first time I was introduced to the therapeutic potential of chaga mushroom. Never forget it. I was at this um, little uh, conference in Toronto for health people. I had just graduated from uh, my Bachelor of Science in Nutrition and Nutraceutical Sciences and um, was it was yeah really, really a formative time. And so that was when I first started um, learning about adaptogens and learning about the intelligence of plants and that they were more than just, you know, grasses and shrubs and weeds growing like to your side when you took a walk, but that there was deep knowledge and uh, and healing power and medicine that we made out of this and that that was the basis of pharmaceuticals and drugs and nutraceuticals and all these things so um you know and when you're first learning that for the first time i think we forget that um there's so much we don't know and so mm. that feeling of when you're a teenager when you're in your 20s and you're coming to uh really understand the world and sometimes it's as basic as like really understanding where your meat is coming from or mm. what you know like what a hamburger is we we do start there um at some age and so it was like these really big aha moments of like oh my gosh that's the way that like there's that and why don't i why haven't i ever never learned that before so kind of fast forward, I, I kind of had this uh, 
reverent attitude about fungi and was lucky enough to kind of become friends with um, a mentor who was really knowledgeable and who took um, me foraging quite a few times and I got to learn. He was like a very prominent figure that actually was a, very, a big spokesperson about medicinal mushrooms. So I got to learn a lot from him and forage. And so that was in Ontario, like my my backyard, not, not exactly my backyard in Toronto, but Northern Ontario, Nipissing and starting to really come home to a deeper understanding of myself as nature, myself in nature, how to take care of myself through food, through the environment, through a deep appreciation and uh, a more intentional way of living. And then enrolled into holistic, uh, the Institute of Holistic Nutrition, um, started learning more about mushrooms then. And then in 2016, I started using Rishi therapeutically. So in pretty high doses uh, on an eight week protocol that was meant to support my liver. Okay. Um, and we can get into some of that stuff later. But uh, that was when I had the firsthand experience of how like truly powerful, how much transformation happened in my body in eight weeks from a high dose of reishi and uh you know still wasn't like oh here i go i have to start a mushroom company still took a couple years but i just like there was no rush it was just like i was passionate about fungi i was passionate about medicinal mushrooms and um i kind of had this other health thing happen in 2017 or 18 where I was just given time. I had to do a lot of resting and I was given a lot of time to just dive into research and my books about mushrooms. And that was where like the idea started coming up where I was like, you know what? I, I want to create something with impact. I love mushrooms. Like I was calling a lot of different, uh, mushroom manufacturers, just like asking for some transparency, couldn't really find it. And was also so passionate about like uh, Canadian building a Canadian business and mm -hmm. a local business and also something that could embody the values that I felt I had and that I felt a generation of people wanting to devote themselves to work with purpose uh, could really resonate with. And so it kind of started to form after that point in, in 2018. Uh, but yeah, and, and there's like so many stories in between that as well with how I've kind of convened with them, my relationship with them. I always kind of, it is it is like truly a, a relationship in terms of I feel like I am in some form of a communion and a relationship with an intelligent species that mm. have given me so much and who I aim to represent in in a tr in the truest way and in an honorable way and that was also a really big part of it because like my i've i've always kind of considered myself more of a more of a healer before rainbow i was doing one-on-one -on -one client work with mm. with chronic anything really it was whether it was a psychological or uh, which you know like i would help with nutrition but i had my limits um or lots of gut issues ibs crohn's um, eczema, like just tons of different things that people would come to me as, as a holistic nutritionist. And I would work with them with food supplementation and lifestyle and kind of bring it together holistically. And we would, I would create a healing kind of protocol for them. And so to then move into the, a stage where I'm a business person was like a little bit of dissonance for me where I was like, oh, you know, I, I have this, like, what's that going to be like for me? Because 
it was, I, it really, I felt like I was called into this and mm. that I had to create this and not that I had to, I wanted to, but that there was like, the calling was so strong that it was happening with or without me. And so might as well just like, you know, do this the way that I, my, my vision of it is. And, uh, and so that's been a continual journey, um, and stepping into this new phase and what that looks like, uh, such an initiation in so many ways and um also a big realization and expansion that like i can be all of those things and it's not just one or the other um it's my long-winded answer i guess i love that you know it's it's interesting i feel like not to sound like the old wise woman the crone but i do feel <laughs> love like the crone. The i love crone. her <laughs> but i feel like your generation is changing the way that we can reconcile um, capitalism with a sense of purpose. And it's so beautiful to see. And I love your website and how you talk about your purpose. And I love the story that you just told because it's like you had a knowing and you, you went with the intuition and it led you to the mm -hmm. mushrooms, but it ended up being a business, but that wasn't the intent. You weren't mm -hmm. connected to that outcome. And yet I totally believe that the founder's energy infuses the business and very much drives the business. And I feel that with rainbow, it's just your energy and that, 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 um, integrity and that, um, intention is just so alive in the mm -hmm. brand. And I see this in other brands as well. I saw the founder of Sol de Janeiro speak at a conference last week and I was like, her energy is incredible. Mm -hmm. No wonder the brand is so massive. Cool. You know, I think yeah. it's super powerful. So very cool. And I know I read an article about you that said you're first generation Canadian, your parents are Macedonian. And you talked about how you think that the Western diet, mm -hmm. um, your, your lineage was not used to this, yeah. this processed Western sort of grain forward yeah. diet. And that that may have also affected I think your so. IBS yeah. and other things. I'm wondering too, if that knowledge, as you mentioned, you know, if, if mushrooms are something that you had a knowing about, you know, if you're just really going back to what your lineage has always known. I can't help but think that as well. And when I've been diving into some kind of ancestral healing mm. and not that it's specifically around food, but just like forming a deep connection with like, who were these people that I came from? Mm. I, I, I know a little bit about them and I've been asking more questions and doing deep meditations and healings around it. But uh, that I, I really think you tap into something in your DNA when you start to ask those questions, find out from your family members, uh, connect, like connect with their names, know what their names are. I have them all in a note in my phone. Mm. Periodically, I'll just like say them out loud. Uh, there's this beautiful kind of saying about how we we keep people alive on earth just by saying their names, just by talking about them and telling stories about them. We keep their spirit alive in us. And uh, yeah, it's it's been a really, a really fascinating kind of process to dig more into that. And also it's, it's kind of like a bit of a, uh, like this reassurance as well that uh, you're doing what you're doing for a, a specific reason. And of course, we're going to do the things we do regardless, potentially of, um, of 
where that comes from. But I, I think for me, as I've progressed and gotten older, it's just been like more passionately wanting to be the truest version of myself. And there's so many layers to that. And, you know, it looks so different in, in so many different phases, but I think so many of us just want this deep permission to be ourselves and to be accepted as that truest version of ourselves and, and to be able to be big and use our voices. And for women, that's extra hard for, a, you know, a lot of different reasons. Um, and so it's, it's just, yeah, it's a very rich experience and it's a, um, yeah, just, I think like the inquisitive nature of, of curiosity and, uh, wanting to, to ask those questions and find their answers. And even if we're finding the meaning and we're making sense of it through some logic, some intuition, uh, and whatever else we might mix in there, it's still such a, a valuable, um, endeavor, I feel. Totally agree. Totally agree. So when did you actually launch Rainbow? What year was it that you actually launched the product? So we're actually coming up on our four year birthday. Okay. On so not May. very long. Not very long, but it feels like it's like long, but not long. Um, but we launched 1111 was the first product I launched on May 24th, 2019. Okay. Bob Dylan's birthday. Oh, good. <laughs> good energy. I love that. Yeah. Good omen. Mm -hmm. Okay. Amazing. It's been a, a wild ride. And I like, I really like what you said about how, uh, just being so unattached to outcome. I, I cannot truly emphasize enough how true that was for me because I, what I tried to remind myself of as a founder and with my skill set. So somebody else is going to have a completely different skill set who this may not resonate with, but I am a more product-based founder. I love creating. I love putting all of my time and love and energy uh, into product development and our products and the innovation. And so my desire was really just to create a product that people, uh, that I felt people needed, but that ultimately I was going to let the market decide that I didn't have a business plan. I didn't, I didn't say like, this is where we'll be in one year from now in two years and five years. So I think that's a really, and then you just kind of continually get surprised along the way. And it's not to say that now we don't have more strategic plans and we've kind of grown into parts of that at this stage, but at the beginning it was like pure passion. And I still like really find my fuel in coming back to that. But uh, I love just the ability to detach from outcome and just say like, I am creating this because uh, it needs to come out of me. And there is like some creative passionate force that I think the best products uh, really come from. And when we can detach from the outcome, we can just let ourselves uh, be surprised, go along with the the flow of whatever the energy is that's going to be behind this and fuel it with the right people and energy and these kinds of things. But, um, you know, potentially be surprised, not disappointed, like all sorts of, you know, great kind of things that come from it. I love that. I am also a product person. In fact, um, I've been told that that's sort of been the sole focus of the business for the last <laughs> 10 years and that maybe there are other areas of the business that we could or should develop. And I actually brought yeah. a, a president on board almost a year ago and an investor Congrats. on board a year and a half. Thank you. But it's allowed me to really focus on what is wanting to be born mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. my 
creativity, my intuition, you know, I don't know why I mm-hmm. put the things together. I put together similar to, to you and they just sort of come out of me, but I am now more able to really be in that space and not as much associated with sort of the day to days, which has been really great. Cause that oh. is the, it's important to separate those two to some degree because the creative process is so important. And if you truly believe you're putting something out in the world that can help heal people, which mm-hmm. I think both of us are trying to do or successfully doing, then it's so important to focus on that. I mean, that Absolutely. truly is important. So let's talk a little bit about, I know there are so many, but maybe what are some of the things that that you feel mushrooms can really address? You know, I'm specifically interested in you talked a bit about gut health. I'm also just personally interested in sort of, you know, any ADHD or depression. Like what are some of the things that you've found have been really helpful and which mushroom mm-hmm. is sort of most associated with which condition? Yeah. So I guess kind of two answers I'd like to go into are gut health has been pretty much a primary focus of mine um, since I was quite young. And that's just because of my allergies or intolerances, allergies, those kinds of things. So I find it interesting. uh, And, you know, I I actually just wrote a research paper on IBS and hypnotherapy and the gut brain axis. And it's really interesting because our, our understanding of the gut has evolved so much just over the past 20 years. And in the early 2000s, there was like IBS was really known as a, an intestinal motility issue, meaning that it's really just a, an issue of mo- motility and mobility within the gut itself. And I love science because it's not stagnant and everything really evolves over the decades. And so where we've kind of landed now and what's widely accepted is the the gut brain axis. And that's basically this bi-directional relationship between the brain, the nervous system and uh, the intestines. And that's so fascinating to me for a lot of different reasons um, in terms of what you mentioned about kind of um, ADHD and the mind. And that's a kind of a big focus of mine right now is this mind body connection. But I, yeah, just digestive, digestive conditions as a whole have been a really big focus of mine. Uh, And the mushrooms have been really integral in that process in that I see them as more of a, and assistance to any root causes of like disarm disharmony in the body. And so I think there are connections that mushrooms can come into the body and help forge those connections because it's just one system and we forget that. And the systems are all kind of working together, whether it's the immune system, the, uh, the lymphatic system, the circulatory system, the nervous system, all of those are converging and we're kind of helping to bring them online via various various kind of practices or tools or mushrooms or herbs or nutraceuticals, whatever we're using to help forge that connection. What's so cool about fungi in general is if you look at what they do in nature, which is acting as 
connectivity and this connective tissue within a forest, within the soil, and allowing for the transportation of nutrients, the transportation of, of communication between like allowing a mother tree to speak and pass nutrients to its tree baby, its sapling. That's incredible. And so I was having this discussion with a, an ND friend of mine who sees the same thing. She works with a lot of autoimmune patients and um, really sees mushrooms come in and have the ability to turn on the immune system and the nervous system and get those communicating to each other. And what they do in nature, which is really similar to what they do in our bodies, which is they act as the Earth's immune system, the forest's immune system. They are fending off the same viruses and bacteria that humans are, which is what makes them so powerful at helping us do that as well. And so there is this ability to kind of like forge those connections between networks that has been uh, this missing link for me. And I feel like probably not talked about as much as it could be or should be. Uh, and for me, it's funny because, you know, there's the symptom, of course, I was supposed to maybe like eczema or acne or anything kind of coming out of the skin or like anything else. There could be tons of different symptoms that we're expressing. But then my work has really been to understand what the expression of that is coming from and to find a root cause. And with a lot of digestive symptoms and in my own case and lots of others, there's a few main things that are at play and uh, a few main kind of targets that I always look to, which is the liver, the immune system, the nervous system, and helping to activate and kind of harmonize those organs and, and systems so that they can perform at their best. And when you do that, it's kind of like everything else falls into place. The body is so brilliant, so wise knows how to self-heal. Our ability to just activate self-heal is the only response that like we should be really being taught um, is because it, it, it's, it can be fairly simple in terms of good water, some sunlight, uh, maybe refraining or trying to kind of correct some lifestyle factors that have negatively contributed to like liver stagnation. And I can share a bit of my story around that. But when it comes to yeah my my gut my gut healing has really been um and you know i still have some ibs flare-ups it's not to say that like that's just a sensitive spot for me so i have to be careful but in terms of the um chronic diarrhea the bloating the gas the the acne um the food intolerances a lot of that stuff has cleared up and uh rishi and lots of mushrooms and tools have been very in, instrumental in that process um so that's kind of the one part I wanted to mention. And then I guess in terms of the mushrooms and what they do. So there's uh, across the board, all mushrooms are really well known for their immune, their ability to enhance the immune system, or I guess rather modulate the immune system because they can upregulate or downregulate. So they kind of harmonize and regulate, have a regulating response on the immune system. And the immune system is going to um, have an effect on any other system in the body, whether that's the organs, the nervous system, um, the, the heart, it's gonna like there's there's it's a pretty central um central system within the body and so all mushrooms have because of the way that they're built they have uh like this cell structure called chitin which is which is chitin makes up the cell membrane and that's unlike indigestible to humans which is why you have to create an extract of mushrooms okay um, 
Yep. So that's going to actually break down that cell membrane and allow us to access the uh, health promoting compounds that we're after, like the polysaccharides, the triterpenes, the um, the phenols, there's antioxidants, there's tons and tons of um, different health compounds. We've only really studied two very well, but there are so many more that we have yet to like really dive into. And uh, so if we eat the mushroom, we won't be able to access them in the same way because we can't get through that membrane. Is that raw yes yeah. so okay I, we don't we don't suggest eating mushrooms raw uh for that reason is they do cause a lot of digestive upset and the body can't really break that down we need some help through heat uh okay. to 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 do that process so that's why just even a light cook on mushrooms helps make them more like actually digestible um sometimes they can cause some just upset or you know yeah they'll just kind of sit in your sit in your belly and won't uh won't digest in the way that they could. So a little bit of heat, a saute, uh, something along those lines or an extraction if you're after the medicinal compounds. Um, so they all, so they're all really health promoting in terms of immune immune benefits. And then the mushrooms, I mean, it's hard to, they all truly have so many different uh, properties and health benefits. Um, so it's kind of hard to lump them into categories, but I would say as a whole, um, Rishi, and there's a lot of traditional knowledge that backs up this and also, um, a growing body of evidence around, um, excuse me, around the scientific kind of studies to support this. But Rishi is known as this, um, the mushroom of immortality. So this is a, a mushroom that helps to calm and connect the mind-body system. And so it's known to support the mind. It has calming effects on the body. It's a known adaptogen. Not all mushrooms are considered known adaptogens. Um, Rishi and Cordyceps are. And so it's going to support um, HPA access, cortisol response. Um, it's very effective for promoting just like liver support in terms of some of the uh, antioxidants it provides and the oxidative stress support that it helps the body counterbalance and also has amazing anti-inflammatory effects as does chaga and rishi and chaga have also been there's a good amount of studies around some of the kind of dna protection that they offer on the skin so topically that's growing okay. field but in in asia rishi is uh extremely popular popular extract that they use in skincare products less so here but there's a lot of mushroom extracts used in asia for skincare products for hydration plumping there's an amazing mushroom called tremella which we do use in our skin salve and that's uh, has a similar effect to hyaluronic acid in terms of helping to draw moisture and provide some plumping and um, antioxidant support so there's uh lion's mane which you mentioned very like just very, very popular mushroom with great research to back it up in terms of what it can do to support our neurons, um, nerve growth factor, brain and cognitive support. Um, and it is needed. A lot of the clinical studies are showing that it's needed in relatively high doses of okay. like two to three grams per day. So there's like with any of this stuff, it's so exciting because there's a lot of literature to show its support. And we know that there's, you know, 2000 years of traditional use in Asia of a lot of these, a lot of these mushrooms. Um, and it's so cool for me because I, I love the merging of those two. I think there's so much wisdom that, you know, we gather from 
uh, traditional knowledge and to see that really supported and backed by science and seeing the safety and efficacy is really exciting um, because a lot of us in the West are really like, that's a, a really good proof point for us. Um, and so there's cordyceps as well, which is this um, energizing mushroom, also great for stress support, um, non kind of stimulating energy, but really supportive in helping to boost overall energy of the body at a cellular level. Um, and then there's so many more, this tricky tell I could go on. Um, yeah, it's fascinating. And so to your point on the, you had mentioned when you were treating your liver, you went on high doses of reishi, and then you just mentioned with lion's mane, there have been some studies at higher doses. I used to actually work for a company that uh, we manufactured and sold fish oil to the supplement mm. space, omega-3s. And there was so much incredible clinical efficacy, but at pretty high levels. And I think we're always so concerned in the Western world yeah. about the dose and taking too much. So can you really take too much. I mean, I guess it depends on which, which strain I suppose, and what you're treating, but like with reishi, for instance, when you're treating your liver, like how much were you taking, um, to, to treat them? I was taking about four grams daily. Uh, so what would that be in terms of like your tincture? In terms and... of tinctures? I mean, if you're taking eight milliliters of that, you're at a 1.6 gram. And that I say like is a good maintenance dose. Um, so I mean, you. I was taking like 14 capsules a day. So you're okay. going through a bottle of, or, you know, and for me, it was like, if I'm taking anything therapeutically, I kind of just like capsules are pretty easy for that okay. because you can just take a bunch of them and kind of put them, just like swallow them. So that, and that's something I do want to really consider is capsule-based products for just our, our single mushrooms for people who are looking to um, take them in higher doses. But okay. I mean- with Health Canada, you can take, there's recommendations of turkey tail up to 12 grams daily for okay. certain immune conditions or chronic diseases. And so I think with that, it's like, you don't want to take 12 grams of turkey tail every day for your whole life. That's probably really unnecessary. And it's not to say, well, we haven't really done a study on that, but it's not to say that the body can't excrete it through urine or different metabolites. But um, those are just more acute conditions where you might have something chronic that you're working through, or you might be using it in tandem with um, another cancer therapy, which Turkey Tail is known for if you're um, yeah, doing any chemo or anything like that. So I think there are maybe eight week, 12 week periods where you're going to really use a high dose of something, but okay. for the most part, a maintenance dose of one to two grams of a lot of these mushrooms is um, is like more than enough for a daily basis. And it's a safe, it's a, it's a very safe amount as well. Okay. So how much would that be in your tincture dropper then? Would you so say if you, if you do like a double squeeze of the white, of the white lid, okay. that's about, that's one, that's one milliliter there. Okay. And so I would do four to eight of those daily. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Great. Great. Yeah. And then if you're taking like the 1111, which is this great, combination of all the different kinds together, which I absolutely love and swear by. Um, I do four of these full squirts in the morning and then four at night. And then I add my lion's mane, but can you, can you, you can add, you can boost. Oh yeah. 1111 with other things. Yeah. I love to do that as well. Um, and 1111 is you know, when I was creating that, I was so excited about the ability that mushrooms work um, 
they're they're stronger in groups so they have a synergistic effect when they're combined which means that like one plus one doesn't equal two it equals four because they kind of help enhance each other's effects which i was like this is like teamwork this is so fascinating mm-hmm. uh so eleven eleven has that power of the synergy of all 11 mushrooms and then i would say the kind of main effects of it are definitely immune system I didn't get sick for like four years using our products and then COVID came and I eventually got COVID, but it's probably a good thing. I suppose like your immune system probably needed to get it at some point, possibly. (laughs) I mean, we don't know, but totally interesting. I mean, I have to say I was the person that got everything going always because I tend to kind of have a lot of anxiety and I kind of work myself up into a bit of a stress frenzy mm-hmm. <laughs> at times yeah and travel really kind of especially the older i get the harder it is on me yeah and honestly this has just changed my life 11 11 oh. has changed my life um i love the lion's mane i just feel sharper um so let's talk a little bit about skin health because similar to this gut brain nervous system axis there is a definite science to support the gut skin axis and as you said you know, eczema or eczema, as we say in Canada and acne and all of these other skin concerns are the symptoms. Mm-hmm. And with skin fix, we're trying to get at the root cause by actually healing the barrier itself on a physiological level. But what can mushrooms do to support that gut skin access? And, and mm-hmm. what specifically have you seen, if anything, um, in patients that have had issues with eczema or Mm-hmm. acne what has helped them um so yeah so in terms of i guess my process with the acne that i was experiencing after getting off the pill i had a lot of like dysbiosis build up on my chin and cheek area and so my target for that in terms of like balancing hormones and um, healing some gut issues was to support the liver and so that was part of what we did with reishi which is a really um, widely known liver support uh, mushroom in traditional chinese medicine it's also recognized um, in the nhpd when you're getting your like license in canada to sell sell any natural health product Um, reishi and chaga are both very well known for their liver supportive properties and so that could be um that could be via there's antioxidant properties anti-inflammatory properties um anti like the antioxidants are going to help to um, regulate and and boost some of the oxidative stress that we're experiencing there's of course stress that plays a role in our liver and so at the stage of life i was at i was i I feel like i was kind of like uh needing to do a bunch of healing from some of my um, lifestyle tendencies and practices when I was in university, drinking alcohol, drinking, I don't know, 10 cups of coffee a day, high stress, (laughs) zero tools to really um, balance and regulate. And so Rishi was, that was when I was using it therapeutically and um, also going through an emotionally turbulent time. And the, I mean, it within eight weeks, I would say my whole system was so much different in terms of like how I was um, how I was responding to stress, uh, 
and my ability to just uh, let things roll off my shoulders a little bit more. I was in school at the time and I was going through a breakup and all these hard things. And um, I, I genuinely felt like a different person at the end of those eight weeks. And uh, it was Amazing. remarkable. I was like, it was probably the first time also with any specific supplement where I've been like, wow, that mm-hmm. worked. That mm-hmm. That I, I really, it's like a, a really big difference. And this, you know, my skin started to clear up in that process. Um, and there was a lot of like liver supportive, um, other kind of things I was doing in terms of drinking a lot of clean water, mm-hmm. spring water, uh, avoiding processed foods, which I had been doing for a long time. Um, but uh, that was, those were all kind of pretty instrumental in that, in the process. Amazing. And then did you, migrate to a maintenance level of reishi? Do you take reishi daily now? I did. Yep. I actually, I think I took a pause for a little bit right after, um, and didn't have a, yeah, I just, I, I, it took me a little bit of time before I was probably until I started rainbow, um, where I was really like using our mushrooms every single day. And now reishi is my my absolute go-to. And the cool thing is, is that even if you're dealing with any other root causes um, that might cause flare-ups or anything in the body, there's a lot of different kind of, um, a lot of different exposures and things that our liver has to process every day from uh, literally pumping gas at the gas station to stress to um, environmental toxins, pesticides, foods, processed foods, like it it really, the list goes on and on. And the liver has such an important uh, role in the body with over 500 functions that it's doing on a daily basis. Um, One of those major ones being detoxification. And I will say that uh, mushrooms do also aid in that detoxification process. And what is really cool in terms of some conditions like candida or parasites or mold, all of which I've gone through. um, And and like have done testing on so it's not just like i'm taking a guess and doing this protocol but i have like you know my mold test or my parasite tests done that show that i'm gonna eradicate this the really cool thing is that in a lot of those conditions mushrooms especially edible ones because they're quite yeasty in the Mm. body they can produce yeast um they can sometimes be told that just to, to refrain from eating these mushrooms for you know an eight month period or whatever the case may be. The cool thing about reishi is that it is, it's it's so nutritive and supportive that you can eat it through any of those conditions and it's not gonna contribute to yeast in the body. They've done studies on it for candida. Um, it's not gonna contribute to candida overgrowth. It's gonna support the liver in that process. And so what has, I, I've been grateful that I can continue to use that, that that mushroom specifically while going through any kind of eradication protocols. Amazing. And what about in pregnancy? Would you say that's that's always a tough one? Yeah, because we, of course, can't test on pregnant women. Right. So there's just been no, no safety studies that show that you can do it either way to say it's not safe or safe. So um, we get that question all the time. And I will say that now after all these years, I we we know so many mothers who choose to continue taking mushrooms through pregnancy and breastfeeding and others who stop and you know both it's both, so it's, hard. It's not yeah. really a really fair question because I understand because from my perspective as well as a skincare founder, yeah, we can't really advise frankly, you know, yeah. it's like when in doubt leave it out, I guess. Yeah. But I, but I hear you. I was told when I was pregnant, my daughter's now 19, not to take fish oil 
Mm. And, you know, a few years later, I realized that that was really the wrong decision at the time. And then I suffered postpartum and that might've helped and all the things, but it's hard. It's a hard question to answer um, as a founder. So curious to know what your regimen is daily with respect to rainbow and does it change with Mm -hmm. what's going on with you and what do you, what do you take? Yes, it does very much change with what's going on in life. Um, Right now I am on Rishi only, only, only. Yeah. And that's because um, I am on a parasite cleanse and that's been really crazy. I don't know if you've, I mean, I'm going to have to do an episode on that at some point, but it is, it is next level wild. Just, yeah. Is it a specific parasite? Have you identified what the parasite is? Nope, but I've been seeing them come out. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, and it's interesting because so many of my health friends are um, going through the same thing. And I I feel like it's something like Pluto upgrade, something going on. I mean, I'm getting married in four and a half weeks. I would would never, thank you. I'm so excited, but I would never recommend anybody to to be doing a parasite cleanse before their wedding. But here we are. Um, But right now I am, it's, it's gentle and I'm feeling, I'm feeling really good on it. Um, but uh, right now I'm taking Rishi and okay. otherwise it just really cycles through what I'm going through. Um, yeah. Before that, I've been, I've been really loving Rishi and Lion's Mane together for their nervous system support of both okay. like calming, adaptogenic, kind of um, general stress support aligned with that nervous system, neuron health, brain health. And just that's been, that was really nourishing me for quite a few months. We're going to be launching our nervous system bundle together with Rishi and oh. Chaga together really okay. soon. So that will be, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and we all then, could, especially four weeks before a wedding. Yes, <laughs> yes. They say it's one of the most stressful times of life. It is. It can be, I suppose, yeah. you know, it's, I mean, it's, yeah, there's a lot. It's a lot been of things really happening. A lot of things. Well, I'm glad it's been enjoyable. Um, and have you, have you come across any H. pylori cleanses with mushrooms? Not specifically, but when, what I can say that I feel like jump started this and like, I'm just like curious explorer of my body, but I started to, I started to take HCL. So digestive enzyme hydrochloric acid Okay, about, about three months ago now. And, um, I'm not sure if you've heard of the HCL challenge. No. Uh -uh. Okay. So it's basically a hydrochloric challenge that, um, you, so hydrochloric acid is a, an extremely important acid in digestion and it's supposed to be produced in the in the stomach and kind of like help the help the body help the stomach break down food and it decreases as we age and with chronic digestive mm-hmm. conditions it is often a root cause of digestive health and it decreases with every decade of life quite substantially wow so, I started, I started an HCL challenge, which is very easy. You just kind of, you're testing your, your limit to see what elicits, what, how many hydrochloric acid capsules can elicit an an acidic feeling. And you have this with meals. And it is interesting to me because, um, I just started the HCL and what started to happen, like the detox that started to happen in my body that followed that was very, very fascinating um, because it wasn't my intention to start this cleanse and yet stuff started to come out. And so my intuitive sense is that there was some stuff in my stomach, um, which is kind of where a lot of H. pylori lives um, or it can. And um, 
I think there's there's a lot there and I really do also believe in in things working in tandem as well in mm-hmm. terms of some of these um nutraceuticals in combo with um like detox support mushrooms like reishi and chaga so mm-hmm. yeah well I don't think any podcast about mushrooms would be complete without a question about psychedelics. Yes, of course. (laughs) I'm sure you get this all the time, but just curious to know if that's an area that you might explore. I suppose when the regulatory environment allows for it, I'm not exactly sure where we are with the regulatory environment on that, but um, is that something of interest to you as well? Yeah. I mean, it's always, it's always been of interest. I feel that it's hard to be a huge proponent of mushrooms without inevitably like having awoken to what they, what their, what their power is. And, um, there's so much healing power, but there is, uh, so much therapeutic psychedelic, um, like it it is just, it's, it, the the level and the the ability for that level of deep healing and mm-hmm. deep inner work and um you know what's so fascinating about psilocybin and a lot of different psil- uh, psychedelic experiences is the ability for that default mode network to turn off which is mm-hmm. our sense of self and when you yeah. dissolve that ego and sense of self there's a merging that happens with other and with nature and through that experience is it's so profound for somebody in there. I mean, and it's hard to say, like, ideally your first experience is going to be profound, but you know, there's so many important things like set and setting and just your mindset and your diet and a lot of things that go into the preparation and aftercare of a psychedelic experience, because, um, they can be no walk in the park. They can be absolutely blissful and beautiful, but they're also going to present their challenges and show you your mirrors and, um, facilitate that inner growth. Um, but the, the effects of this afterglow of like that whole mode, that whole habitual side of the brain turn off for whatever it is, a six hour, you know, time frame, anywhere from five to eight hour time frame, uh, is so profound and so profound in rewiring the body. And um and so I think there's it's such a massive topic. I'm so passionate about it because it was pretty instrumental in Rainbow's birth story as well um Mm. was my uh experience with a a powerful and very therapeutic um psychedelic experience and of course there's the therapeutic mushrooms alongside that but you know where i kind of stand on it is just waiting to see what happens in that regulatory space and i'm also very conscious that of not wanting to necessarily um you know just capitalize that whole market like we saw with cannabis and so i think there needs to be like a lot of access ability to grow on your own um a lot of education around it and um and not just like this other kind of money grabbing uh industry because the the potential and the power for it is just so um so massive for how it can touch people who it can help the conditions um eating from like eating disorders to traumatic events, PTSD, Mm. treatment resistant PTSD, um, veterans, addiction. Yeah. Like the list goes on. So it's a very, very exciting area of, of, um, therapy. Yeah. And it's interesting. I mean, and I think the Netflix, one of the Netflix series, Michael Pollan, I think was the one who said it's really therapeutic, not recreational. And so there's that whole Mm -hmm. bit about how one supports that 
process, yeah. as you said, with set and setting and diet and aftercare and all the things. So it needs to be thoughtful, but um, yeah. Yeah. look forward to seeing what, what you do in that space eventually, once the regulatory environment allows. This was fascinating. Tanya, I could talk to you all day, but I'm Likewise. cognizant of the fact that I've <laughs> talked to you for an hour and I'm like, oh, she probably has a lot she needs to get to, but really, really love what you do. Love, love your brand and not just the product, which I think is, is phenomenal and powerful, but also just the whole journey that you're on as a, as an entrepreneur and as a business person and the intention with which you've created this line. And, um, I love it. And I feel the energy that you've put into it. And it's, uh, I tell everyone I know about it, love listening to your podcast and following you, you and just hope that we can stay in touch and really appreciate this conversation. Thank you so much for having me. You can learn more about Tanya's company at rainbow.com and you can follow her on Instagram at Tanya Papanikolov. I want to thank Tanya for nerding out with me and for all her remarkable and inspirational work. Here are three things that really stood out for me in our conversation. One, learning about Tanya's natural medicinal journey and the deeper understanding she gained about herself, her place in nature, her ancestral history of healing, and how she learned to nourish and nurture herself through a more intentional way of living was impactful and thought-provoking. Two, it was refreshing to hear Tanya talk about creativity, authenticity, purpose, and intention within the entrepreneurial framework. These values energize Tanya and her company, Rainbow. Three, it was so interesting to hear Tanya talk about how mushrooms act as the forest's immune system, protecting the earth from the same viruses and bacteria that we face, making mushrooms integral to our own health and well-being. Thank you for listening to our season two finale of Total Skin Nerds. We'd love to hear from you and would be so grateful if you could take a moment to leave a review. And please follow the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as we get ready for season three. Total Skin Nerds is produced by Rob Corso, Casey Kahn, and Howie Kahn for Freetime Media. Our theme music is by John Palmer. Special thanks to Samara Cooper, Lauren Fonda, Megan Collins, and Karen Talaid. And I'm your host, Amy Gordonier. Till next time, skin nerds. Total Skin Nerds is a podcast created to educate. It is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical advice. If you are looking for help with a skin concern, we would encourage you to seek the advice of a board-certified dermatologist, functional medical practitioner, or other qualified healthcare provider. You can find a registry of board-certified dermatologists in the U.S. at find-a-derm.aad.org and in Canada at dermatology.ca. For a registry of qualified functional medical practitioners, you can visit ifm.org. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode. We hope that you enjoy listening to Total Skin Nerds as much as we enjoy making it.